All right. Alan Lee with Keith Reza on Razor Riffs. How are you, Alan Lee? How are you, Keith Reza on Razor Riffs? I'm doing good, man. Uh, are you good, almost man. ready for this, this quarantine to end so we can finally hug each other? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for the hugs and uh, coming your way and my way and uh, we'll go to the comedy store and, and we'll, we'll hug everybody. Yeah. Well, today we have a great guest. Uh, he's an actor you've seen on Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place. Mm -hmm. That was Ryan Reynolds' first uh, big thing. Mm -hmm. But this isn't about Ryan Reynolds. This is about our guest. You've Ryan seen him on, Norman. yeah, you've seen him on Friends, the number one hit TV show of all time, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. with Matthew Perry mm -hmm. and Jennifer Aniston. But this isn't about them. This is about our guest. That's right. And you <laughs> he hosted, he hosted Family Feud. Family Feud. He's hosted Family Feud. And he was one of the original hosts. Of the number one singing competition of all time on Fox Network. That's actually a historical thing that will go in the, in the showcase, his, I mean, the show business history. And American uh, Idol. Yeah. yeah. The great Brian Dunkelman will be here. Nice guy, nice guy funny guy. And we're going to get all the juicy scoops on Razor Riffs. I'm going to tell you right now, there is one little thing I'm going to have to bring up. If he starts, and I know, I know you might do this, so I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. If he tries to bump me as, as your sidekick, I'm going to be very upset. All right. What? Okay. I don't even care. No. You know, we're going to see the anger of Alan Lee. Hurrah! Uh, you know, I'll be very disappointed in you. you know, okay, I'll, how about you be Keith Reza and I'll be Alan Lee? Listen, uh, Alan, I got some bad news, you know, and uh, uh, you know, you know how, how um, I got some bad news, you know, you know how it is. Oh, um, dude, what what's wrong? Well, uh, uh, dude, you you're not going to be my sidekick because uh, you're firing me. Well, uh, I'm going to try someone else, and and I'm unfortunately it, you're going to know the guy. His name is Brian Dunkelman, and he was on Idol, and uh, he's going to be replacing you, Alan. But I just quit doing all the things I you hated. No, you didn't. Um, you know, I, I was trying to tell you to get here, get the uh, Zoom number in, the passcode, and uh, you just fucked around. I'm sick of it, Alan. I'm tired of it. And uh, Well, you know what, Keith? You're a hack. The show's hack. This whole thing's hack. Yeah, Everything's hacked. Like, honestly. Like, fuck you. I don't want to raise the riffs anymore. I'm going to start. I'm going to start Lee riffs. Yeah. I knew it. I know. Well, you, 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 you have fun with Lee, Lee Rose because we're going to keep this show going with Brian and as my new sidekick. And I'm sorry this had to happen. I really feel bad. I mean, it breaks my heart. Here's this. This is usually this week. It breaks my. It really breaks my heart, Alan. And uh, you know, I, I, it really hurts me. All right. I have a good interview. <laughs> 
you fucking prick. And I hope the folks subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes for you and Apple Podcasts. And they follow the show on Razor Riffs because Alan Lee is starting Lee Riffs. Peace. Well, uh, you know, this is just a big joke. I'm not starting anything. That that was very good rifting you did. Well, thank you. All right. Anyway, um, I want you to go. What do you say? We're, we're going to end opening remarks. You got anything to promote no. since things are opening up? No, I, I've got nothing to say. Neither do I. <laughs> we'll be right back with Brian Dunkelman. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. I think Brian's here. Admin. It says admins here. I think that's Brian. What's up, Brian? Uh, It's connecting. You have it uh, connected? Oh, he's there. Hey, Brian. How are you? What's going on, dude? How much? How are you? Thanks for doing it. This is Alan Lee. Alan Lee. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? You're the man. I am the man. You've heard. Words out. <laughs> I was, are we live? Are we live to tape? What are we doing? Are we yeah, good? We're good. We're rocking and rolling. We gave you That's a beautiful. sweet introduction. That's my fearless leader. I the, love it. The man from Friends. The man from Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't bring up American Idol, but uh, we brought up Family Feud. You're skipping a shitload there, man. You got uh, Third Rock from the Sun. I also delivered a pizza on Third yeah. Rock from the Sun, just like Two Guys a Girl. You didn't. Uh, I did Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place and Two Guys and a Girl. They dropped the pizza place. That's how much range I have. They're like, this guy can do more than just deliver a pizza. <laughs> Wasn't that the same show though? Why? Why'd they drop the? Was it because it was a long name? Dude, you got to evolve. You know, when you're when you're doing art like that, you got to evolve. Back to the next level. We're this new backdrop. I just got this tapestry, y'all. Oh, I am ready. I am ready to smush in this fucking bedroom. <laughs> Let's do it. Got a toy box right over there. Don't worry about that, ladies. He's only here half the week. I like half the week. I do whatever the fuck I want. We missed the Hughleys. I was I was on the Hughleys. Remember that yeah. was a show. Yeah. D.L. Hooley. Did you ever did, did you ever meet him? I did. I did a scene with him, dude. Oh, I never I never really saw the show. How how is he? Cool? Anybody else? That's why it went away. <laughs> he was cool. We, you know, here's the thing. We did the uh, we did the whole week of rehearsal, right? Yeah. And then right before the show tapes, they hand me new pages. I'm a blackjack dealer, and then all of a sudden I'm gay. And I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Just you, know, to, you know, I didn't think they saw me all week and they were like, how do we play this guy's strengths? Let's make him gay. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I ever told you, but I might, I once met D.L. Hewley in the bathroom. Dude, you meet every, all the A-listers are in the bathroom. Dear God. <laughs> When's that show happening? You already got, you already got it in development? Well, no, I think we should. I think you should be the first celebrity to do it. And then, like, you know, we you got like, aim higher than that, man. Come on. <laughs> I think you're misusing the word celebrity. <laughs> no. 
I think you're a celebrity. If I think I'm a celebrity, I think everyone's a celebrity. So that's all. Oh, I'm wait, on. you think you're a celebrity? No, uh, Alan. I think Alan's a celebrity. <laughs> you know what? He had, listen, I'm the unknown comic. He had Ron Jeremy as a guest. And that's who we start with. We have him on. Yeah, well, what's that guy doing now? He's in I mean, prison. Besides, besides He's time. Comedy. He's doing comedy, boy. <laughs> besides Dude. time, that. I met Ron Jeremy on the on the um, Howard Stern show. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was me, Ron Jeremy, uh, Pete Best, the original drummer of the Beatles in oh. England. He's known as the Brian Dunkelman of the Beatles. Oh, and uh, yeah. Dennis Huff. Remember, he died a couple years ago. The Bunny Ranch owner. Yeah, he was married to all those uh, porn stars. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stern had a contest. It was called the Biggest Loser, and it was just three guys in their thirties who had never gotten laid. And they were going like, to see who was the biggest, most pathetic loser. And then they got a chance to fuck. Um, her name was Brooke, really cute girl from the Bunny Ranch. And uh, me and Pete Best were the judges. They asked Jackie the joke man, but he was offended. Oh, really? He's like, I'm not a loser. And I'm like, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> so who'd you end up picking for that? Some fucking loser. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. That was a while ago. Uh, now, Where are you guys, by the way? Alan's in Inglewood. Oh, always up to no good. Yeah. And where are you? Are you in Chicago or are you in you in LA? I'm in Huntington. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I'm drinking. It's three o'clock somewhere. Fuck it. Huntington Beach. Yeah. Now, now, Brian, you you were saying a couple weeks ago that uh, you were. You were doing the improv patio shows. Are you still doing those? Or are those pretty? I was going to go tomorrow night, but it's fucking cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's chilly. I don't know if they're going to be doing one. I, I think they're still doing it, but I don't, know, I don't, I don't, I'm not very funny under 60 degrees. Yeah. I, I'd go with you tomorrow, but Mortal Kombat comes out tomorrow. Fuck, dude. Well, you got to have priorities in this world. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to see it at at the, the at a theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? Uh, it's called Bella Terra in Huntington Beach. I live right there. Like, oh. like, like it's like walking distance to me. So nice. I have not been to a movie, dude. You know, I think the last movie I went to was at the ArcLight, the the golf ball, dude. I can't believe it's gone. Um, what did I see? The uh, Tarantino movie. The new the one? one, yeah. Well, no, With not the Brad new. Pitt, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. something good. in something Hollywood. I loved it. It was great. But that's the last met, time I've been to the movies. Have you ever met uh, Quintino? Because he he's always in L.A. like hanging around. Just no, but I met a friend of mine at El Compadre, and I was twenty minutes late, and he's like, "Fucking Tarantino was here. He walked <laughs> right by my table." And who knows? He might know who I am. You never fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I missed him by like 15 minutes. Oh, my God. And that's the moment I'll look back as the greatest, <laughs> as the greatest fuck up of my life. I should have left earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I can see my head getting like bashed in in a Tarantino movie. Easy. Yeah, but hey, at least like you'll have like a good, a good role for that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, I would do anything to get killed in a Quentino movie. Quentino? <laughs> <laughs> That's what his friends call him. What have you been smoking today? Keith? What's this? 
What have you been smoking today? I don't. <laughs> I haven't been smoking anything. Hey, it's legal. We have no, it's Come to yes. We're in a fucking legal. pandemic. What? Get <laughs> fucked up. I'm drinking. It's three o'clock. My kid's in the other room. He's fine. It is. It is. He, knows what, what, call, he knows how to call nine one one. What video games are you and your kid playing right now? Like, what? What's your game? <laughs> Dude, I I'm kind of getting uh, I'm getting like snuffed out here in the video game playing. He's got a best friend he please never met, plays with him all the time. So we used to play a lot of Fortnite, and then I got the Atari games. Right, there's a whole package of Atari games, and we yeah. did a bunch of them for our, our YouTube channel. And then one day I'm like, uh, his friends like, oh, you need to free up room, so he deleted all my fucking Atari games. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I paid money for that shit. About ten bucks, motherfucker. So, um, I really, I play, I've got, I started playing uh, Call of Duty with him because Fortnite, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not good. Yeah. I'll stay up at night alone and play by myself just so I'm not a complete embarrassment to him. But, um, I'm not getting any better. Yeah. I, I try to play those shooting games and then like I get bored. So I go, I go back to playing Madden. Oh, see, I played Madden with him. I got a, I didn't, I, I underestimated how much I was going to drink in our first segment. So you guys are going to get a little tour. Here we go. What's going on? Uh, my cat. I think I lost Brian. No, he's just freshening up. No, did you know that? I have, uh, I have two tel two televisions right here. There's the 65 inch. Sweet. There's the 60 inch. Oh, and I got, cool. uh, I have three of them. I have three of them underneath this futon. I just keep finding them, dude. All <laughs> over my neighborhood. I'm not even joking. I have seven televisions. Do people just send <laughs> TVs? No, I had, you know how many televisions I had before the pandemic? One. No. One, <laughs> like a normal human being. But now I just keep finding them on walks, dude. I live really? in Glendale. And when that first stimulus check came, it's like all you saw were like big, empty, 65-inch 4K television cardboard boxes. And then people couldn't take their TV anywhere. They couldn't like take it to Goodwill because everybody thought you were going to die if you went outside. So they just threw them out on the sidewalk. <laughs> and I take a walk with my kid. I'm like, let's go get the car. He's like, why? I'm like, you got to keep your fucking eyes open in this world, son. <laughs> so now I have seven TVs. Comes in handy during football season. Now, I don't know, like, you know how, like, when you find a computer or a phone, you, you like, you're scared because there might be a virus on it? Can there be viruses on TVs? Uh, just, like, AIDS. <laughs> just the AIDS virus, I think. <laughs> but I'm feeling okay. I think that second shot knocked it out. And if I had AIDS, let's just say the Moderna totally knocked that shit out. <laughs> uh you guys are cheering me up. I was not in the mood to do anything today except drink. Oh. Really, really turned it all around. Oh, well, Hold thank you. Okay. you, you I got really... my second shot yesterday. I'm a little. Uh, oh. I, I feel fine, but I was a little. I was a little out of it. I got mine uh, a week ago, and the second shot was worse than the first shot. Uh, that's what everybody's saying. But you know what? I didn't have anything. But my kid had a baseball game yesterday, and it was cold. Right at five o'clock. I should not have gone to that game. I felt fine. I did not feel fine by the end of that game. But I'm doing all right now because I'm a fucking beast. Because I'm a pillar of health. You want to know why? Clean living. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like it's like we're outside. It's like we're in the Shire. Look at that. Yeah. Are you telling me some chick I is not going to want to fucking grab onto that headboard? <laughs> about ready to get on a Bumble. Are you guys on Bumble? No, no, that's a dating app, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, gotta do what we gotta do. There should be one that just it's like vaxxed. You, you, vaxxed you should and ready to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's got their second shot? Let's go. You should create your own dating site called Dunkelman. I like it. Dunk. Right? Get and then dunked. Like, yeah, get dunked, right? And Let's that go. way it's just like straight to the Duncan. Less dating, more Duncan. It's like it, uh, you got to get tested. <laughs> just for COVID. You can yeah. have anything else. Doesn't matter. I'm not afraid of chlamydia. I, mean, I made it through COVID. I don't give a fuck about gonorrhea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that they're was saying, so 2019. Right? And there, I, I read... Somebody said they read something that says that like crabs are gone, like are disappearing. They're an endangered species now. Oh, really? All the, youngs- all the youngsters are sh- sharing off their pubes. Oh, so I, I thought you meant like crabs, like actual crabs. I didn't mean like. What you're oh, talking- you mean like with like butter and lemon? Yeah, but you're talking like mm. crabs on on like on a uh, Ron Pube. Jeremy's pirates. Pube. Oh man, leave him alone. Let's not pile on. <laughs> Come on. Stop piling. Dude, he, you know what? Dante had a tour he wanted to set up. It was called the Dirty, the Dirty Tour. And it was me and um oh who the fuck else? Stuttering John and yeah. Ron Jeremy. And then the charges got brought up and I was like, hey Dante, you want to uh, make sure all those flyers are off the fucking internet, right? Oh didn't <laughs> yeah, check Facebook, dumbass. Get that shit off of there right now. <laughs> this is me. This is what I learned in the groundlings. This is how I hold a phone. <laughs> Not like this, like this. Like this. You, you get went it. to the Groundlings? I went to the Groundlings, too. Did you? God. Yeah. How'd you, how was your awful experience? I mean, how I, was your I, experience? I didn't like it. I, I, I thought, I thought, like, I thought they were, I don't know. I thought they were too, for a bunch of people who were trying to be funny, they were too, you know what I mean? Like, dicks in their ass all the time. I had the worst teacher, and I'm not going to mention any names, but she sucked. Um, <laughs> I think we started with 16 in the class, and maybe maybe seven finished. Yeah. Because she was just nasty. And I found she hated comedians because there was me and another dude that was a comic, and um, she just always ne- never put us together. Would always- there were people in my class that literally couldn't speak. They would yeah. get the scene, oh, th- 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 and I'm like, I don't mean, I know it's an intro class, but what the fuck? <laughs> I got passed, but I didn't do it any. I didn't do it again. Yeah. I was done. I, I think learned once, all I could. I think once I passed the intro class and the advanced class, I'm like, all right, this this improving thing. I'll stick to stand up. Like I didn't. You no, know, stand up is improv, dude. Unless you're just completely saying every syllable the same way every night. There's nothing better than doing like you know crowd work yeah. um i don't know they, they, their emphasis was on being big just be and i don't do that i like my comedy's a little more you know i don't know i like to use my brain and but that's <sighs> what they wanted you to do in that groundlings class and i was like this is bunk now i have a question i'm sure you've been mm. asked this a lot but were you a stand-up no before? i'm straight <laughs> what oh I, yes i was gonna say were you a stand-up before american idol of course. That's the oh, reason yeah. I can't get any fucking road work to this day. I started <laughs> doing stand-up in 92. 
I was a sophomore in college and I started doing stand up at the bar in my hometown in Western New York. And I just, they started paying me immediately. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, you're going to, you're going to pay me 75 bucks and I get the drink for free. I found my calling. <laughs> so I just, uh, I was a finance major. I'm going to do some jokes from the old fucking act. I was a finance major, <laughs> but I decided I didn't want any part of that cutthroat, disgusting backstabbing world. So I got into show business. <laughs> That's like a 1994 joke right there. Yeah. That's vintage. That shit is vintage. <laughs> That's what this podcast is about. Vintage. Right? Man. Here's the thing, man. I'm laying in bed. This is great. What a time to be barely alive, right, you guys? Yeah. This is amazing. I knew if I stuck it on this business, things would fucking catch up. <laughs> hey, you, you can do comedy and you don't have to leave your bed. Great. <laughs> Let's go on tour, man. Are you? Are, have you been like on the road? Talk to me about your career because I don't really know anything about you. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I, interview you. I'm turning the fucking tables. That's what I do when I'm <laughs> drinking at three. Yeah, I went. I went on the road with uh, Norm Macdonald and Jay Moore. And all right, uh, talk to me about how that happened. Uh, which one? You went on. You went. You opened for both of them. And tell me how you met them. And tell me how you actually started opening for them. Uh, I met Norm about 15 years ago, and I, I just stalked him. And then after five years cool. of stalking, he was like, hey, let's be friends. I was like, okay. So, we, you know, he's like my dad. That's and, fucking uh, amazing. See, I met him at the improv, and I gave him my number, and I said, I heard you play poker. I play in a weekly poker game. I used to play with uh, Doug Benson and Sarah Silverman and a bunch of comics that you probably don't know, Drew Hastings, Stanley Allman, Jack. Uh, Thomas and uh, he, you know he never called me, but I didn't stalk him. It never, it never fucking occurred to me. Just stalk the fucker. Because I've read a lot about Norm. You know, Norm said something that really resonated with me. He's like, um, when you when you have nothing else to lose, there's such a huge relief. Yeah, because he's a he's a he's he's a self-admitted compulsive gambler. Yeah, he's he's lost everything a few times. A bunch of times. And I relate to that. I've I've never had much. But, you know, some Vegas weeks I had what I had and then it was gone. I was like, oh, thank fucking God. Now I can just go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but when things open and stuff, you know, we'll, we'll hang out. I'll bring him with us. That'd be great, man. I mean, he's he's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. This guy's and, brilliant. His show I, on Netflix was so good. The Norm Macdonald has a show. I wrote on that show. <laughs> you did? Yeah. The one where the, the interview show? Yeah. None of my jokes uh, made no it shit. because they made the podcast, but not the show. Good for you. Yeah. It's Who still fucking a, cares? It's still did a credit. <laughs> yeah. No shit, man. That's fantastic. And uh, let's go on tour. You, me, and Norm. <laughs> Look, man, I'm not fucking – who's going to headline me right now? Nobody. Yeah. The, the time is right now because their places are only 25 to 50% capacity. I can finally sell out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not getting any takers. Let's do it, man. Let's yeah, do let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm not joking. Yeah. Do I think the kind of guy <laughs> I'm joking? I've got Christmas lights. I've got Christmas lights and a goddamn tapestry of, of the fucking woods. And I think I'm going to get laid. I'm obviously delusional. Let's go fucking tour with so touring with Norm McDonald seems perfectly logical. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I uh 
I mean, I don't know if I could like talk him into bringing up both of us because it's usually just me and you know, but I'll try. Listen, man, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you no, fucking tease me. No, how I met Norm was I met him in the bathroom. And of uh, course, of course, that's where everything <laughs> happens, man. Uh but no, so you were a stand-up comedian, and then you did Idol. So do you think being a stand-up helped you? Well, you're cutting, out, you're, cut, you're, you're cutting out a lot of shit there. I started doing stand-up in 92, moved to L.A. in 97. And then you did Friends. Yeah, but you know what? This is good for you. Like, people told me when I first moved there, they like, they're like, it takes about – because you don't know what you're doing. Nobody yeah. knows what the fuck they're doing. I was seen by a casting scout in Denver – because I was living there, and uh, she encouraged me to move out, and I, I wrapped up the rest of my road gigs, and the day I moved out, I called her, and she's like, well, I kept telling you to get out of here. I lost my job today. So I might have been tw like 12 hours away from a development deal, but you just wow. don't know. But um, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> your, ma your, your manager lost her job, and you moved, and you were It takes three years. Yeah. Well, now it wasn't my manager. It was, it was, it was a casting scout from Disney. But um, when I started meeting other comics, they said it takes about three years till you, till you even figure out what the fuck you're doing. Till right. you even like have a chance to get a manager or an agent. And that, that's pretty much what it, what it took for me. And then I got, you know, the Aspen Comedy Festival, which existed back then. But yeah. it used to be Montreal and, and Aspen. Those were the two. The and, two um, big ones. Now it's got, like Bridgetown. Yeah. I don't and, even know what that is. Oh, it's like the new... It, it, it replaced Aspen. I think Montreal is still going on. But oh, de yeah, definitely. But that was back when people were getting like half a million dollar development deals. Yeah, that does. That's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, I know. But um, I've... yeah. So that's what I did. That and then I got my my first manager and my first agent, and then just started booking little little com or uh, you know like under fives they call them in the business, which were great because that was back before reality television. So there was a lot more sitcoms on. Do and you think reality television killed sitcoms? Reality television killed society. Yeah. Period. And I know I was on one of the biggest ones, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, um, but it's kind of a different genre because it's more of a reality competition show. But, yeah, I, I, I'm really sorry. I've, I've always been on the side of comics and actors and writers, and I, did, I fucked them all right in the ass. So I, And that's why I left. <laughs> But no, that it did change the game because you used to do a sitcom and then they would re-air that sitcom a month or two later. And you would get paid the exact same amount. Yeah. And then you'd get paid 90% and then 80% and then 70. And like how many times does a sitcom get re-aired unless it goes into syndication now? Yeah. Syndication sitcoms still make bank though. Dude, I get a check for friends like every three months, even still. That was probably, that was 98, maybe, 99. Yeah. I often still think of myself as the seventh friend. <laughs> Who is your favorite friend? Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer? Um, yeah, I've heard yeah. not so good things about her. She was nice to me, dude. Oh, uh, like she whenever. She gave me a big old hug. Uh, whenever I hang yeah. out with Jay. Because uh, Jay did a movie with her. He says, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, Jennifer made me cry like every day. She just hated me. Well, <laughs> I know uh, I, I can tell you another comic's name who made who Jay made cry. So, you know, you get it all comes back <laughs> to you. It all comes back to you.
<laughs> it's the circle you know, guy, of be honest with you. Yeah, it is. It's the circle of tears. <laughs> circle of tears. Hold on, hold on. I got to write that down. That's something. Circle of tears. Brian Dunkelman, Circle of Tears. That's my new, that's the, the name of my one-man show that I'm never going to write. Circle <laughs> of fucking tears. I did not even meet Jen. Here's what's cool, dude. I went on that audition, and I'd probably booked like five or six acting gigs up until then. Mm. And this was my first bigger kind of like from an under five to a guest starring role. All I remember is John Fugelsang, who's a very good comic. Do you know John? No. John Fugelsang's a really, really good, com a good comedian, but it was me and me, him and maybe six other people at the callback, and we were all just sitting there. We already, we already did our audition, and then the casting director came out. I was like, okay, everybody, thank you so much. You can go. Brian, you can stay. And then everybody just got up and left. And, like, literally a minute later, I was on a golf cart on the Warner Brothers lot, and they drove me straight over to the set. Hey, this is Matthew. This is this is uh, you know uh, Lisa. I'm like, hey, I'm Dunkelman, yeah. and we were rehearsing, <clears throat> and I didn't meet uh, Jen until the last, like literally until shooting was over. I improved a bunch of shit in my scene that got cut out, of course, but it was right. really funny. And she came running up to me and hugged me. It was like, oh my god, that was so funny. And then it was me and the six fucking friends doing the curtain call at the end. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and I should have left nice. the business immediately. <laughs> I should have quit right then. It was the apex. Matthew Perry seems like he he'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he was pretty cool. You know, they keep to themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he and Lisa were the only ones that I really that really worked with the whole week. But yeah, they were cool. Because like interesting I'm... the way you see the way people treat everybody on a set when you're when you're working. It's very interesting. Well, see, like I treated because I grew I grew up in the world of stand up, so I don't know anything about acting or whatever. But like when I when I meet someone, I treat them like, okay, this guy's a, he has something that I could relate to because he's a funny guy. And I have a feeling Matthew Perry's just like deep down a funny guy, and he doesn't mean to be. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, just, he's just a, he's just a naturally funny, naturally charming guy. And I remember um, one of my friends used to bartend at a place he used to come into, and it was like, I I'm never gonna nothing's ever gonna happen for me. Yeah. You know, I'm never gonna make it. So like, that's just part of the part of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, do you feel comfortable talking about the journey with American Idol? Like, how did what that do you want to know? What What do you want to know? Well, like. Uh, I mean, fuck that show. What do you yeah, want to know? Fuck, fuck that show. But I, <laughs> I heard like uh, you didn't get along with the host or something. Like, well, I like, was the host, so yeah, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> I was the hired. Other host. I was. I was hired first. Let's clear oh, that up. You? Sure. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Of course I was. Of course I was. Thanks uh, for doing your research. No, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way of knowing this. <laughs> um, I. Here's here's what happened. I had a, 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 a my management company had a showcase at the Laugh Factory. You know, one of your general just fucking industry showcases. A guy from uh, Castle Rock liked me. It's like if he's got a show idea, come on and you know pitch it to me. So we had the meeting. I pitched him. Um, I pitched him exactly Dickie Roberts. Okay. Without and, David uh, Spade. Well, it was actually me, and we're not going to get into what happened with that, but. That it was a former child star actor who ended up suing his parents for emancipation, blah, 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 whatever. Got a deal with them. 
Um, and this was in 2000. And I always joked, I'll get a development deal for my own sitcom. And then the world will fucking end immediately. Well, I got my development deal on like September 7th of 2001. Ouch. And then four days later, shit kind of hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> so I pitched that to every network. But at that point, it was weird. It was a weird time. Like they, they had like Paramount was barricaded. You know what I mean? Like just getting on a lot. And I'm like, oh, that's the Al-Qaeda. They're going to hit the studios. That's yeah. who they're coming after next. Well, but, I think um, that that's every business too. Cause I remember Disneyland and everything got fucked up. Yeah. But bottom line is that I, I, I pitched this to every network and the pitch went well, but they bought like 30%. It's not making an excuse. Maybe it wasn't that good a show. It doesn't matter. But um, I got in. And then a couple of years later, like a year or two later is when the, uh, it was called pop idol. Those auditions started and yeah. I had made the decision not to go on any kind of hosting audition. Cause I was building an acting resume. I'd just done friends. So I was like, I'm just going to concentrate on acting. And then, you know, Fox called the called my manager and wanted me to audition because one of the guys that I pitched to for the sitcom thought of me and they'd already, they'd already seen like 3000 people. So I was like, fine, you know, I'll go in. I don't want to piss anybody off. And I went and I, and I fucking got the thing. So I tested. This is a fun story because it's timely. Um, they had six other guys testing. And no, I don't know if, if, if your viewers know what testing is. Yeah, you it's where you go. Yeah. You sign a contract and you know exactly how much money you will make if you get the gig. So you have all the information of how much you can fuck up. Like I'm going to lose all this if I don't get this. So that's what a test deal is. And it was uh, about six other people younger than me. And they kept uh, putting us up in pairs. And then they put me again together with another guy. And it was just in a room with kind of a little bit of a <clears throat> kind of stadium seating, but maybe like 12, 15 people. And it was just improv. It was like, all right, you're in New York. You're doing a singing competition uh, one of the judges, it's his birthday. Somebody got sick, just go. So we had to pull it out of our ass. So it was really just showing what we could do. <clears throat> when they put me with another the guy that I'd already been with once, I was like, okay, this is good. It turns out that guy, his name is Mike Richards, and he is the executive producer of Jeopardy and The Price is Right. He Whoa. guest hosted on Jeopardy. And I tweet, I, I was like, give, give yourself the fucking job. Pull a Dick Cheney. Appoint yourself because this guy's fuck. He's great. He's really great. But that guy should have been Seacrest. Right. We did our test and um, <clears throat> he had five things to get across. And he's like, and I have no idea what the fifth thing was. Whatever. Got a laugh. I thought I got it or I don't. I'm, I immediately went to a buddy's house, started drinking. And I was like three drinks in and I got uh, messages from the casting director. They couldn't get a hold of my agent or manager. Like, can you come back at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning? Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I don't do 7 a.m., first of all. I'm three Jack and Cokes in, and I can't – I can only fuck this up. Like, that was lightning in a bottle, man. Like, I, I was in that room, and every, once I got my first laugh, I had him. Yeah. And everything I said fucking worked. It was magic, and then they wanted me to come back, and then – so, but they wanted me to come back and have breakfast with this guy, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. So what I guess happened is they didn't want to give this big profile job to two guys that had no broadcasting experience. So I don't know what the other dude's experience was, but I was just a dumb fuck comic who had done friends and right. literally like seven other shows just as an actor. Um, so that day 
Ryan and I tested and that was it. We were working the next day. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So can I tell you this though? He, uh, before we go in, he's like, uh, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I maybe like, uh, like kind of go through like, uh, people's purses and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, don't, 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 please don't do that. <laughs> I did this. I did this yesterday. I know what they want. I said, just, just follow my lead, man. <laughs> and uh and he, and he did and then we got it so i just wonder you know it's one of those crossroads of life man you know it is you take a yeah. left instead of a right so what would have happened and mike richards would have been the host with me well, and uh yeah we didn't get along yeah we didn't get along. it sounds like you stopped him from becoming a thief though like Oh, secrets yeah, yeah you know I, I, I caught him from like you know i don't even think people had cell phones Thank God they didn't have cell phones in my my heavy drug use years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No. I miss the – I'm bringing back the pager. I want my pager. Oh, I, yeah. Because I, yeah, I used to sell drugs. No, I used to – Um, I had a pager because you'd go on an audition and you'd go to the callback. It'd be you and six other guys and you're driving home and you get that page from your manager. 911. <laughs> It's a fucking emergency. Somebody wants to hire you. Like, I miss that. And I was the last guy to get a fucking cell phone. Yeah. I thought, why do I need a cell phone? I got a pager right on my belt. I get the page. I pull my car off the freeway. I find a pay phone. I call you back. Yeah. What's so fucking hard? <laughs> but that was the era. That, that, that's, and that's how I got that gig. And literally the next day, we were, we were working. Yeah. Who who is the most intimidating judge though? Was it Simon? Because I have a feeling Simon was, is actually no. like one of those funny guys. Simon's really he's great. Yeah, he was really great. Um, he he even after the first couple shows, like I'd be fucking hammering on him, and he he's like, I know that I'm I'm supposed to be angry, but I love it. When can <laughs> I see you just stand there? He's like really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, I think. But, the I think thing is that, the thing is, the, no, I got along with, they were all great. The thing is, is that the producers made me think that Simon was, Simon got death threats in England. Yeah. That first season of Popeye, like people hated him. And then they come to America and everybody fucking loves him because he's shitting on children. <laughs> he's literally kicking them in the crotch on national television. I mean, I say children, 16. Yeah. You're a fucking child. Yeah. And so they wanted me to be the foil. And I was like, well, everybody loves this guy. I'm not going to be the dickhead that hates the guy that everybody loves. Yeah. Me and him just kind of turned on T-Crest. <laughs> but the producers didn't get anything that I said. They didn't get it. Because yeah. Ryan had this see-through mesh kind of fucking black puffy shirt. Like like the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And Simon's, this was a taped show, one of our first shows. And Simon's like, I, I, I really, uh, Ryan, I love your blouse. And I said, yeah, Ryan. I said, Brian Boitano called. He'd like his shirt back. You know, you're too, you're not old enough to know, but you're laughing because you're uncomfortable because you don't know who Brian Boitano is. Do you? No. Admit it! <laughs> no, he, I was just Olympic, laughing was because you were such a great impression of Simon. <laughs> I do. He was a he was an Olympic skater, Brian yeah. Boitano. The 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 uh, South Park guys make fun of him. What would Brian Boitano do? Flamingly fucking gay, 
nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Skater. And uh, it was very funny at the time. But the producer's like, um, I didn't. Um, but they should have gotten it. You're just a victim <laughs> of age. So what I'm saying is I was funny and they were stupid. Yeah. Nice. Sounds like a very Simon, Simon was very cool. Uh, Paula was really, really wonderful. Cried a lot, but so did I. And yeah. Randy, I really liked. Randy was great. Cool. So, I really dug him. did you think Kelly Clarkson should have won, or do you think Justin should have won? No, Kelly. Kelly? Uh. 100%. Um, there was another girl that it should have absolutely been between. I love Justin. Justin's amazing. But, um, man, who gives a shit? I, don't, I, think my, I, I think I signed a seven-year contract. We're fine. How long has it been? I don't give a shit. I heard Simon say really early on, like, this only works if it's a guy and a girl in the finale. And I don't know how the voting works. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. But there's a girl named Tamira Gray who is clearly one or one B. And she got voted off with about four or five to go. And it was a big, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, who came in third was the lovely Nikki McKibben, who, God rest her soul, died last year. Yeah. Remember then, her? I don't, but I remember uh, Kelly and Justin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Kelly, it was really interesting. They don't even have Kelly's original audition. Yeah, like they, they don't have it because she just came out of nowhere. But the last five or six weeks of the show, you're like, oh, this this girl's a fucking star. She just grew and grew and grew, you know. You know, what's weird is because, like, I auditioned for America's Got Talent several times. Yeah. And the, the thing that I've noticed is they like they like uh, bad acts. You know what I mean? Now you're catching on. Yeah. So, like, because there's a little girl. <laughs> I, I did my stand-up in front of this little girl, and then she sang. She was terrible, and she was crying and stuff. And I was like, you, you're probably going to make the next round. And she's like, why? I was terrible. I was like, no, they like to take bad right. acts and embarrass them on TV, and I think you got good potential for that. That's why I hated the show. Yeah. And because um, we started in L.A., and then we went to, then we went to Seattle. Like, you, you got you to gotta keep – Keep this in perspective. Like, I'm a struggling comedian who's done big deal. I've done friends. I know there are idiots that think if you're on television, you're a millionaire, but you're not. Yeah. I made three grand. You know what I mean? Which was um, a lot of money back then because my uncle did. Fuck two yeah. Yeah. My uncle did like three shows of Seinfeld, and uh, that's what he got. And he thought he was on top of the world. Dude, like, I mean, my rent at the time, I had a two-bedroom with another dude. It was six fifty total. Yeah. That just made ten times my rent on, on, you know, going and saying a couple lines. So, dude, they sent a stretch limo to my shitty little apartment complex. All the neighbors were out. I'm on the phone because there's a phone in the limbo. Hey, what the fuck is I'm drinking? It was amazing. And, like, we go to Chicago, and they're like, we got tickets to Tenacious D. The first thing I did is I dropped my shit up in my hotel room. We started drinking in the lobby, and I went and saw Tenacious D. I was like, oh, my God. I'm here. Pretty good life. Fucking great. Uh They're amazing. It was so fucking great. But, um, yeah, it just – it went south after that. Like, in Seattle – 
and you hear the the the, the, the there's the main producers and then there's kind of like the associate producers who are kind of running things and yeah they have walkie-talkies and i hear this girl say oh my god we got it we got a the girl singing she's fucking out of her mind she's awful we're gonna crush her <laughs> what do you mean you're gonna crush her that's terrible why <laughs> Why would you do, why are you doing this to people? Yeah. That happened, that was day one in LA. Day one. It, I mean, I'm I'm laughing about, but it's actually really terrible because like. Oh, now look, no, 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 no. If I'd have known that this show is going to run 20 fucking seven seasons, <laughs> I would have walked around smacking children at random. <laughs> well, fuck yourself. Oh, your butt hurt 17 year old. Fuck you. But no, at the time I was just a human being. Yeah. about these kids getting fucked because that's what they did they fucked them on air <laughs> i mean not with their penises but you yeah. know what i'm saying <laughs> but no it, it it is terrible because these people who are auditioned i don't think they audition to do bad i think they audition because they really want to make their dreams come true you know well that's the thing here's the show you get a chance to live your dream but what you don't know is they know that you're crazy or talentless or delusional or stupid. And now we're going to record you and 20 million people are going to laugh at you. I don't think that's cool. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like you go to a shitty open mic and you see some shitty comedian and you, you'll chuckle in the back. But you know what? Guess what? That, that person could be good in five years. Yeah. You know they what do I'm that saying? to me all the time. They do it to Alan all the time. Terrible. I, I, Alan, are you getting fucked with? I'm traumatized. Who's fucking with you? <laughs> I'm not. I'll make a list. You know, I'll give you the list. Brian. I'll fuck you. Text it to we'll me. Put a line through the names. You and I. Yeah, man. It's just like, you know, cruelty for the sake of cruelty is fucking stupid. And that's what sucks is that, like, apparently they, they stopped doing that after I left. Yeah. Well, that's the whole reason I hated you fucking cocksuckers. Yeah. And then you came <laughs> back to host a show. What was that like? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> like, was, was that, that awkward? They call my manager, and they're like, we want Brian to open the finale. And I said, is that right now? <laughs> really? And uh, my manager and my agent did not want me to do it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing it. Are you kidding me? This has literally destroyed my fucking life. Didn't yeah. destroy my career. Destroyed my fucking life. And I was like, yeah, I got to go back if they're asking. And these motherfuckers are like, we're asking for 10 grand. They came back and said, we're going to pay him $350. Same as everybody else. And when I say $350, I mean $350. Wow. And I laughed so hard. And I said, say yes. Say yes. I'm doing this. You're goddamn right I'm doing this. They ended up paying me SAG scale, which I made like $1,500. And I never told those fucking assholes. But I just pocketed it all. But I needed to do that. And let me tell you why I needed to do that. Yeah. I, I went back and I, uh, I saw Justin. I hadn't seen Justin in 15 years. Gave me a big hug. He's like, I can't believe those motherfuckers, what they did to you. They fucked you so hard. I'm like, 
get get in here. I saw a lot of them, and they they wanted me to go into a holding room with all the other performers. And I'm like, suck my dick. I'm not like this is a big mind fuck for me. I can't be around anybody if I'm doing this. Like you're gonna have to like. And what was so great, my sister came out who came to the finale of 2000, whatever year, 2001. She was at the finale at the Kodak, which is now whatever it's called. But um, just happened. It was the Masters Golf Tournament, which I'm a big golfer. So they let me go up to the top before the restaurant actually opened Mm -hmm. and just sit there and watch golf all day with my sister and be alone because I was losing it. I, I mean, it's been 15 years. And live television, dude, I don't know if you ever get a chance, let me know. <laughs> you will feel like your head's going to come off your fucking body. And oh, dude, I feel that way stand-up, man. So think, so think about doing a stand-up show that you're a little nervous about and going, if I do something wrong, it lives forever. Jay, Jay Moore was very, very forthcoming with a book about how he had extreme anxiety on, on SNL. It's real. So um, I, uh, I made a point of seeing Seacrest before the show. And I was like, I'm not going to see him on the stage in front of all these people. And I, I saw him in his dressing room. And he got up. He's like, Dunkelman. I had not seen him since the last show in 2001. Mm-hmm. A long time. 2002, I'm sorry. But he, I said, I got to get this out. I'm very sorry about all the times we didn't get along back then. I wish I could take it back, but I can't. I just wish nothing but the best for you and your family. And you, he was taken aback. And in my head, I was like, and is there something you'd like to say? You know what I mean? Right. Like, was I the problem? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It wasn't about him. It was about me. Because every fucking time I've done stand-up since then, it's just... Seacrest, American Idol, see, like it's just a barrage to the point where I started to eight mile people, like you know, the yeah. Eminem fucking movie. Like you can't fuck me. I'm gonna fuck myself so hard over and over and over again that you can't. You have no ammunition, and it right. weared on. It it weared on. Yeah. So it was a really cathartic moment for me to be able to just say that to him. And then we did the show, and it was great. And then after the show. I'm walk, just randomly walking through the halls with my sister. I see my old, one of my old bosses, the head of Unscripted. And he's like, Brian, Brian, come on in. We got food. We got drinks. I'm like, you had me at drinks. I go in. We talk. His wife is there. I loved his wife. His assistant was hot back then. She was like, she was really disappointed when that decision came down. And I was like, whose decision was it again? Right. And he, he's like, do you really want to know? And I said, it doesn't really fucking matter, does it? But yeah. And this guy told me after all these years, he said it really just came down to a decision. Do we keep one or two? And we kept one. And it wasn't you. So all this time, I thought, I, I said to him, I said, I didn't quit. I, I, didn't, I said, I didn't get fired. I told him I didn't get fired, though. He's like, I know you didn't. You announced you were leaving in Daily Variety before we could tell you. So I quit before they could fire me. So, like, I mean, imagine the fucking pounds off of my neck. That was it. Yeah. Like, I, I all this time, I and I called my best friend. 
And I told him, he's like, see, you're not a fucking idiot. You're just a loser. I was like, oh, I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that. They just picked the other dude. I but thought I made the biggest relief? mistake. In- like, yeah. I, I, think I thought I made knew. the biggest mistake in, hi- in fucking history. Yeah. And it was like, now nah, we were going to can you, but you, you, you announced you were leaving before we could. So yeah. for me, going back, even though my reps told me not to do it, I'd still be living with this shit. Yeah. So, like, thank God I did that. Now, did you uh, tell Ryan to go fuck himself or no? No, but you know what? During rehearsal, we did a little hug. It was yeah. an improv hug. And uh, as we were walking away, Ryan's like, should we do the hug? I'm like, you're goddamn right we're doing the fucking hug. <laughs> and my same friend was like, you know what would be funny? Is if when you hug, under no circumstances, do you let go. <laughs> take him to the fucking ground and i'm like oh my god do you know how many hits that would have gotten on youtube <laughs> and i say it like i could have snapped his neck i've seen enough movies i could i think i could do it do you think you could snap somebody's neck if you tried yeah i'm sure you could yeah <laughs> or fuck him up real bad i could have done that <laughs> but just don't let go Security would be fucking trying to pry me off him. I should have done it. It would have been funny if you gave him a kiss, too. Just fucking open mouth fucking. Listen, listen, (laughs) don't be like that. Don't be a fucking prude. Uh, Now, Brian, I had two more questions for you. And uh, I just started. Is it cool if we go five extra minutes? I got no, listen. Okay. As I said, my kid has no supervision other than the internet. Epic <laughs> Games is taking care of my child. Cooking tacos tonight. That won't be long. We're good. Right. I'll stay on as long as you want. All right. Uh, I should have I- fucking kicked him right in the balls <laughs> and just <laughs> snapped his fucking neck. Be like, I might have been out. I might have been out by now. I might have been out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah. But uh, Alan and I were talking before the show. We wanted to to know a little about Comedy Hell because it seems very interesting, but I've never seen it. Oh, no one else has. Ah. Oh, my God. The brilliant Rick Overton. You know Rick, right? Yeah. Oh, God, he's so brilliantly talented. Um. Literally the only movie I've ever been in. <laughs> and it never went anywhere. Um, but uh, I really de- developed that character because when I started doing stand-up after Idol, it was weird, dude. Yeah. As soon as I would get introduced, there was like a... <laughs> the crowd. It was like somebody's about to get a bingo. Right. And it, it, it just really fucked things up for me. So I started doing a character where I would plaster my hair to the side and your, your, your viewer can, can look his name. I, I created a name. His name was Chip Goldblatt and I would plaster my hair to the side and I had these big glasses and I changed my voice and people didn't know it was me. And I would do this character as a guy who was doing really awful hacky comedy 
and bombing and then would snap and get really fucking angry and get really dirty and then kill. And it worked. <laughs> I did it for a while. I did it at the improv and um, uh, that you can see it online. But I, I did that to try to just it was too weird to go up as myself. And that's what I based this character on with Comedy Hell. Eric Roberts, who if, if people don't know who Eric Roberts yeah. is, like he's, he's an actor. He, he was a really great actor long before his, uh, I believe, sister. his cousin. Is his sister or his cousin? I think Julius' yeah. his sister, yeah. Right, his daughter. His cousin's Emma Stone. Cousin. Right. But Eric was fucking great. But it was yeah. Rick Overton and uh, um, Owen Smith, who is a really, really, really funny comedian. He still is. Yeah, he still <laughs> is. I love that guy. I had so much fun with him. Uh, Marty Rackham and me, we were three comics doing a shit gig up in uh, Big Bear. And Rick Overton was the psycho killer who was just murdering people. But I got to jump on Rick's back and jam a fucking microphone into his eye socket. And he spun me around and threw me. And I got hurt. But it was <laughs> awesome. I was fucked up for a few weeks. All right. Yeah, it's very a, cool. Thanks for bringing that up, dude. That's I still so have we that can on, watch that online, right? So I don't, I mean, if you can, let me know. I don't think you can. Oh fuck! <laughs> that sounds so fun. To, like you that know sounds Scott like LaRose. Scott LaRose is the director, and he was a pretty well-known comic years ago. He did a couple big Super Bowl commercials, but I don't know if that's online. But I I got it on I got it on high eight. I think I got a beta. Maybe let's <laughs> check that shit out. <laughs> and then the last question I had is, my name is Earl, one of the best TV shows of all time. That shit paid, y'all. <laughs> Bring that fucking shit back. Yeah. I did, I told you I did Stern. I did, yeah. a, I did, I did Stern three or four times. I don't know it was the time that I did with Pete Best, but... Greg Garcia, who is the executive producer of, of My Name is Earl, just happened to be listening to Stern. He's like, ah, I remember that dude. Wrote me in. Two episodes. Four grand a piece. Nice. Which means every time that shit re-aired, eight grand. Bring it. Reality television is the worst thing that's ever fucking happened. <laughs> but yes, um, I love that show. And you know what? I'm going to try and think of her name. Who Jamie, is the hot blonde? Jamie yeah. Presley. Jamie Presley. I had done a show called Jack and Jill. With her. Maybe 98. <laughs> Maybe 98. She um, was on that with, show. Uh, yes, with Amanda Pete. Whoa. Amanda Pete, Jamie Presley. Oh, God, the other one. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't remember right now because I'm drunk. Um, I did that show. I was belching guy. My audition was, can you burp really loud? And I'm like, yeah, but they laughed. Can you do it again? Hold on. Got the fucking part. Got to the fucking set trailer. Brian Dunkelman belching guy. <laughs> now this is single camera. So it's a long shoot. It's a long day. So Jamie Presley and Amanda Pete are talking at a party. One went through a break, but I just know that somewhere at this party is your dream, is your the man of your dreams. And then they turn to me and I'm like, 
hello. Like I improvised the hello and I did it over and over. Made $3,500 for that. Nice. Bottom line, I shoot. My name is Earl. How many years later? I'm sitting in the makeup chair. Jamie Presley walks in. I was like, hey, I am sure you don't remember. But I did. She's like, I remember you. You're Brian Dunkelman, Belching guy, Jack and Jill. I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, part of our scene was her on top of me, just fake beating the shit out of me. And it was, I was like, can we do another take? Because I don't know if I felt it. Let's just keep doing this all day. Because I yeah. don't want to do anything else. She was so fucking great. Yeah. So wonderful. She's hot. Thank you for doing. Look, you know what? Call Norm. <laughs> Three man show. You open, I middle. I only want to middle. I just want to middle. I want to do my 20 minutes and then fucking leave. I then do my I lose my minutes. job. I middle. No, you open. Wait, who is opening? Alan. Who's out? Oh, you. You're fucking gone, dude. Oh. I'm sorry, Alan. Oh, <laughs> I quit. Alan, you can do a guess set. Thank you. Alan, uh, do you have any last second questions <laughs> for Brian? No, I'm impressed. He, you know, he's gone through so much and he's a walking uh, example of Hollywood hell. Brian <laughs> Dunkelman, a walking example of Hollywood hell. I like that. You might want to write that down. A survivor. Goddamn right. An unfortunate survivor. Even <laughs> COVID, even COVID can't take me out. <laughs> well, br- if I br- stick it out long enough, one of these pandemics is going to take me out. Like the hair, Brian. Like the hair. Now, Brian, hey, where can really the folks... Nice to meet you, brother. Where can the folks at home follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Dunkelman. I am currently up to, I believe, 5,000. 800 followers so the people have spoken <laughs> instagram at the brian dunkelman because some stupid high school girl in new jersey took my name i can't get back and uh and i don't want you to follow me anywhere else all right How about that check out my donkey Oki videos on instagram at the brian dunkelman it's me getting drunk and high and doing shitty karaoke. And um, it's kind of all I care about. Other right. than my son. Eh, it's a tie. <laughs> Check those out. And uh, other than that, that's it, brother. All Let's- right. Well, Brian, I, lo- I uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do Razor Riffs. I hope you had fun. Of course, brother. Thank you so much for asking me. I, I think you're great. Let's. I'm not kidding. Let's work. Let's do. Let's do the bathroom thing. Let's I'll reel him. I'll reel him in. I'll get him into the bathroom. Hey, so and so, do you remember me? I used to host American Idol. I got a piss. You want to come? I've got coke. <laughs> I've got coke. I'll lure them in, and then I'll just leave. And then that's when you take over. Let's do it. I just bought All a new right. camera, so we could. Great. All right, Brian. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so All much right, for rifting with us. Thank, Thank you so much, Brian. brother. Take All care. Right. Bye. All right, guys, that was the interview with Brian Dunkelman. Subscribe, rate, and review. Follow Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Alan, that was fun, wasn't it? As always, I'm just speechless. (laughs) Brian's still here. I'm not going anywhere. I don't have anything to do. I want to hear Alan's postgame.
Hey, that guy was an asshole. I used to be the third guy, and now he's pushing me out. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey! Get used to being pushed out, motherfucker! It builds character! (laughs) Alan, I love you, brother. Mutual. Ditto. All right. All right, guys. Subscribe, rate, review the show, and we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Facebook. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it. And we'll rift with you again soon.